It's Thursday, November 9, 2023. I'm the Reverend Jonathan Shirk, graduate of Grove City College and Reformed Presbyterian Theological Seminary, and this is Small Town Theologian. Uh, This is a special, meaning it's not a usual episode, and it's a bit longer than 10 minutes. I still offer you these thoughts from my walk-in closet in Manheim, PA, and my desire is that this serves and encourages you in some way. Thanks for giving me some of your valuable time. Episode 129 was titled Secular Counseling Versus the Sufficiency of Christ and His Word. It was part of my series titled A Marriage Made in Heidelberg. I pulled the episode. I removed it from my podcast. Here's why. Through my Small Town Theologian podcast, I try to offer truth and practical applications from Scripture and confessional reform theology for the comfort, edification, and joy of listeners and readers from my own church, but also Christians across the U.S. and world. I've had listeners from Pennsylvania, California, Virginia, Texas, Ohio, New Jersey, and other states. I've had listeners from the U.S., Canada, Australia, the U.K., the Philippines, Germany, and beyond. And my intent is to be clear, concise, and encouraging, maybe even reach some unbelievers for Christ. But sometimes I'm not as helpful and encouraging as I ought to be. After releasing episode 129, I received some loving, constructive criticism, which really got me thinking about my presuppositions regarding secular counseling, psychology, and psychotherapy, and how I communicate about these important, complex, sensitive, and oftentimes very nuanced topics. I wanted more feedback on episode 129 and and my thinking. I wanted to be further challenged to think more wisely about counseling, psychology, psychotherapy, and my own presuppositions. So I reached out to a professional biblical counselor who listened to episode 129 several times and spent over an hour on the phone with me providing loving, constructive criticism and challenging me in various ways. I hope to soon talk with another friend who is a professor of biblical counseling and director of a counseling institute. I'm thankful for accountability and sharpening from other believers. That said, why did I pull episode 129? Well, though I think there were some helpful truths presented that can encourage married couples, I also think I offered brief and strong comments without careful and adequate explanation and interaction with the complexities and nuances of the subjects I brought up. Many episodes would be needed to properly interact with these subjects. One short episode that throws out terms without careful definitions and distinctions gives a strong critique without sufficient explanation and addresses complex and nuanced topics that impact so many people all within a very short amount of time is imprudent and can lead to confusion and hurt. I could call episode 129 dangerous. Uh, The topics of anthropology, psychology, physiology, and the related presuppositions of both believers and unbelievers demand careful, thoughtful, and charitable analysis and discussion, which I didn't give adequately. Additionally, I was unclear. For example, I spoke negatively about the word professional without explaining exactly what I meant. That was unhelpful. 
It probably sounded like I'm against professional counseling or that I discourage Christians from seeking out professional counselors, which isn't the case. I have sought out professional counseling myself and have benefited from it. And I have referred people to professional counselors precisely because I think counseling can be very helpful. Here's another example of how I was unclear. I said, quote, secular psychotherapy is dangerous, end quote. That's a strong statement. If I'm going to make a statement like that, I must be clear about what I mean and take sufficient time to thoroughly explain myself and defend my position. Otherwise, it will probably be confusing and potentially hurtful and maybe even dangerous. The room for being misunderstood is huge because, again, these are complex, sensitive and nuanced topics that demand careful analysis. You may agree or disagree with my statement, but you and I will hear and understand the terms I used in our own ways. And I did not carefully and adequately define my terms. So the meaning of my statement is muddled and didn't encourage clear and helpful thinking, dialogue, and understanding. Instead of devoting the necessary time to clearly communicate, I simply referred to Dr. David Paulison's video. It's an insightful video, but I shouldn't have used it as my explanation. That was unwise and ineffective. One other example might be helpful to mention. In general, episode 129 may have unintentionally implied that as Christians, we should not seek out help or counsel for our psychological problems. Everyone has psychological problems because sin has corrupted all of us, body and soul. So I would say it's dangerous to bear the weight of your struggles and afflictions yourself. Seeking out wise and informed counsel is a good and appropriate thing for all of us to do, and we should not feel shame over the fact that we have struggles and need help. I struggle and need help and am thankful for the wise counsel I have received from not a few people. Is there anyone you know that doesn't need help? We are body and soul, and we need wise counsel for body and soul problems. We all have psychological struggles, which should encourage empathy in us and lead us to support and encourage one another. In short, in order for me to be clearer than I have been on secular counseling, I would need sundry podcasts to address the complex, sensitive, and nuanced topics related to anthropology, psychology, psychotherapy, and even physiology and the presuppositions both unbelievers and believers have when thinking through these multifaceted topics. That's not the aim of my podcast, so I'm not going to devote the time to address the many questions episode 129 elicits. I think it's more helpful to pull it. In light of this, I do think it's helpful for me to offer some brief comments as a follow-up to episode 129. Hopefully, these seven points will do three things. One, help you understand me and my presuppositions a bit better. Two, perhaps clarify some questions you may have, have had from episode 129. And three, encourage you in some way. Number one, as human beings, we are body and soul both of which suffer the effects of sin. I believe that God graciously provides us resources to address our body and soul problems. 
There is great mystery in how our bodies and souls interrelate, but God cares greatly about our bodies and souls and provides for both. Christians are not Gnostics. We care about the body and its well-being. Christians should seek out help and care for their bodies and souls. Number two, seeking out good counsel is wise. When we have physiological and psychological struggles, it is a very good thing to get help. The sooner the better. Bearing the burden of our body or soul afflictions alone is unwise. It is best to work through our afflictions, whether it is cancer or anxiety or heart disease or PTSD, with a strong support system and wise counsel. Number three, counseling Psychology, psychotherapy, and even psychiatry are complex topics that require careful thinking. I highly recommend that you watch Dr. David Paulison's video answering the question, is biblical counseling for or against psychology? It is very informative in how to think about the diverse meanings and expressions of psychology, psychotherapy, and psychiatry. I am pro good psychology. Number four, I believe that the theological and anthropological presuppositions of counseling, psychology, psychotherapy, and psychiatry really matter. As we Christians think about these things, we should be aware of the presuppositions people have as they think about these things. We should be aware of how the presuppositions of atheists, secular humanists, or Darwinists influence how they think about these subjects, just as we should be aware of how biblical presuppositions influence how Christians think about these subjects. Presuppositions matter in personality theories, diagnoses of problems, solutions to those problems, therapies, institutions, and education. Knowing presuppositions is helpful in analyzing and evaluating different psychologies and psychotherapies. Number five, biblical counseling and the associated presuppositions have been a foundational part of my education and do shape my thinking about these important matters. I've been shaped by people like Dr. Jay Adams, Dr. David Paulison, Dr. Heath Lambert, Dr. Ed Welch, and others, and organizations like CCEF and ACBC. Reformed Presbyterian Theological Seminary has also greatly shaped my thinking and convictions on these matters. I realize not all Christians agree on these things, but I find biblical counseling and the professionals who utilize a biblical psychotherapy to be most compelling and helpful. As a pastor who is actively involved in soul care, or what I might call ministerial psychology, I do actively refer people to counselors because I believe they are important and helpful. I want to share something from Dr. David Paulison that I think provides some clarity to my thinking. He said, there are many psychologies, there are many psychotherapies and they differ with each other. They have different goals based on different interpretations of the human condition. From that point of view, biblical counseling is a psychology. It is a psychotherapy. It's a unique, distinct approach to the human critter and what goes wrong and how to make it right. From that point of view, in fact, you could even say that biblical counseling's fundamental stance is pro-psychology. 
We're pro having a good psychology, having a true psychology, and we are pro psychotherapy. We would take seriously, for example, that the words psychotherapy and psychiatry were actually borrowed from the church. They are the words soul, psyche, and two Greek words for healing, cure the soul, the healing of the soul, the care of the soul. That is the whole field that the church is actually the pioneering agency, end quote. I think Paulison's thoughts are invaluable. As a pastor, I am deeply committed to the healing of the soul or the care of the soul. And that's why I am passionate about thinking through how God wants us to care for people's souls. That's why I'm also excited to work alongside of professional counselors as I continue to minister to people at our church. Number six, I value the education, knowledge, skill, and care of counselors who know more than I do and have different gifts. I have learned valuable things from believers and unbelievers. I have more to learn. I hope to get more education in counseling because I care about it. Someone doesn't have to be a Christian to present valuable thoughts or valuable work. When it comes to soul care, I believe Christians are uniquely positioned and best suited to counsel because they have a biblical theology and anthropology. I do, however, believe there is value in studying secular psychology and benefiting from its research. Number seven, my deep conviction is to align my thinking about everything with God's sacred word and to help others do the same. That is my deep desire and calling. I want to think about psychology like Jesus thinks about it with his wisdom and discernment. And to do that, I must know his heart and mind given me through scripture. God surely reveals himself through general revelation. So science is a noble pursuit through which we can encounter the eternal power and divine nature of God. Yet scripture is the lens through which we see and interpret creation, or it should be the lens. Theology is the science that should inform all other sciences. Scripture is God-breathed and addresses our psychological problems and presents solutions as well. I believe we best understand human beings when we place our faith in Jesus Christ and view human beings and all things through the lens of Scripture. Scripture reveals to us the thinking of God. Scripture doesn't tell us how to cure cancer, but it does inform how we think about creation and science and cancer and directs our science toward the glory of God who made us and cares for us. I wish my knowledge, presuppositions, thinking, discernment, communication, and tone were perfect and always Christ-like. But as someone once said, this is often attributed to, to John Newton, by the way, but I'm, I'm not sure if he said it. I am not what I ought to be. I am not what I want to be. I am not what I hope to be in another world. But still, I am not what I once used to be. And by the grace of God, I am what I am. Cheers to careful thinking, listening, discerning, discussing, and growing. And to those who help us do those things better for the glory of God and comfort of the soul. 